from the streets of Gotham to the furthest Federation outpost. The brave and bold ambassadors of the Nerd Nation bring you the best in reviews, interviews, and more. Prepare for fun, in-depth looks at comic books, movies, and much more. Grab your passports, crank up the sound, get ready because Nerd Nation Radio is on the air. Welcome to another Nerd Nation Radio, coming to you live from the Nerd Nation Studios. And with us tonight, Jack Graziano. Hi. Curtis Southern. Hey! And me, your announcer, Gene Hoyle. We're going to do some cool commercials. rice the San Francisco treat. <laughs> Maybe we won't do any of that. Um... I'll stop with the stupid voice now. Yeah. We do have some cool stuff coming up on the show. We have an interview with um, comics letterer, colorer, um, occasional artist, uh, Jeremy Kahn, uh, talking about his new book, Alien Summer. If you're an anime fan at all, this is a book you probably really enjoy, but you'll hear more about that during the interview. We'll be talking to Jeremy a little bit later in the show. Uh, we have to go through our Oscar picks and see who comes out as the, the big wiener of our Oscar picks. Who's who's the most in the know when it comes to show business? Ooh, who's in the know? Please shoot that in the voice again. Who's the most in the know? Oh, wait, which which voice? Which one of the Nerd Nation posts is more in the know? Which voice? When it comes to my voice. I oh, was that doing voice. It. Oh. I was going to do like... I, I was just doing I was doing the voice. I was going to do my snarf voice. Oh, do snarf voice. <laughs> oh, Lano, who's the most in the know? Snarf. Snarf. <laughs> Who knows most about Hollywood, Lionel? <laughs> Can oh we God. never do that again? That's oh. probably a, like a really horrible impression. Can we do a whole show with that star voice? Yeah, I'll do All it. Right. Not now, though. Later. All, All right. right. When Later. Okay. When I'm not here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You'd love it. I do love it. Uh, we've got nerd news coming up, as always. Jack's box office report will be today. Uh, I think we're going to do a, a segment we haven't done in a long time. Weird news. Weird news. And Trailer Trash. Oh, yeah. That's a big favorite. We'll be uh, dis- briefly discussing the uh, Umbrella Academy show. Uh, spoiler free, I think, for now. For the most part. Yeah. Because Kurt hasn't seen all of it, and I don't want you guys to be spoiled because it's a good show. What else we got, Kurt? Uh, we got some news. We got box office. I- everything you just said. That's it? I got yeah, everything? I think you covered everything. I wasn't sure much. I forgot anything. Yeah. All right. Well, well let's go to the news. Hello, you beautiful freaks. This is James Masters, Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, giving you my fake British accent. It is time now for Nerd Nation News, where all the news that's fit to talk about is given to you for free. So listen up. All right. So, I'll kick this off. (laughs) I'm excited. You can tell. Yay. Respawn. The EA company, EA, well, they're not EA company. They're a publisher that EA has, and underneath their umbrella, they're apparently going to be releasing a AAA Star Wars title coming out in April at Star Wars Celebration. Interesting. 
there's not much what's known about it, but they're promising it's going to be uh, never before released information about the game, which is probably true because I don't think anything's been released. Unless it's that Star Wars Black Order or something or Order. I think that was canceled. Yeah, I know that's canceled. But yeah, it canceled yeah. a bunch of different games for it and stuff. Um, mm. We'll I have to see, but it's Respawn. I have a lot of faith in them. They, and they're decent. Okay, they're one of the best publishers out there. Yeah, what have they put out? Modern Warfare. Yeah. Titanfall 1 and 2. That's okay. Apex Legends is their current big game. Yeah, screw that. Okay. That's all hype. <laughs> I'm a big, uh, when it comes to online, like mass online games, I'm a big, uh, what's that one that's really popular right now with all the kids? Farmville. Fortnite. Farmville. <laughs> that's the one I. <laughs> I am quite a fan of Pokemon Go. I weird weird side story. I play Farmville online with my grandmother. <laughs> Do you really? She's dead, which is really uh, what makes it uh, weird. She's been dead for twelve years now. The fact that you always <laughs> walk into that I know. Machine, it's worth it every it's, damn time. It always gets like, wait, what? You heartless bastard! And then you go, really? And it's Kurt's always like no, and pulls the rug out from. It's always worth you. it. It's always worth the joke. It is Whoosh. every time. So anyway, Will Smith dropped out of uh, Suicide Squad coming Yay. up. If Suicide Squad is actually coming up, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> but uh, he's no longer going to be Deadshot. Not for anything in particular. He wasn't like angry at the movie or angry at the director, angry at the story, or angry at the Warner Brothers or whatever. He just dropped out. Well, it came down to the schedule. That's what the official right. word is. And, I mean, we just saw the other week that, you know, uh, we finally saw that Will Smith and Disney did, Disney decided to blow him. <laughs> or he blewed him, you know, blewed him up the other week. Uh, He's going to have to retire off all that genie money. Yeah, all that genie. Well, dude, I think Will Smith's pretty well off. Okay. I, hate, I hate to break it to you. I think, he's a Scientologist. Yeah, he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, he's got, yeah. He's got Xenu on his side. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's covered, man. When he dies, he's going to go to that great spaceship yeah. in the sky. He's a Theta-12. Um, he does fine. But yeah, I don't know. Hang out with Stitch and the Xenomorphs. He's got, the, that, he's got that After Earth money, yo. <laughs> the Wild Wild West. Uh, the Wild Wild West money. <laughs> they, paid, they paid him in clothing. They were, like, <laughs> they were like, we didn't make anything back. You can keep your outfit. You can keep your hat. <laughs> Which he wears at the bed. And Kevin Klein. He oh, kept, he kept, Kevin yeah, Klein. you haven't seen Kevin Klein very much lately. That's, that's because uh, Will Smith won him after Wild Wild West. Didn't they just use the same... Uh, uniform and prop from Briscoe County Jr. for that movie. It felt that way. <laughs> I think so. Anyway, so yeah, he's he's out. We'll see who they replace him with. Uh, Deadshot's pretty pivotal to, I think, Suicide Squad, in my opinion. I think so, too. So, I hope they replace him with somebody decent. I, I thought mean, he did an okay job. If they use that character. He didn't do I mean, bad. I, I, I thought he but was But I don't okay. think that, I mean, as important as Deadshot is the Suicide Squad, I don't think he's necessarily the linchpin of the team. Well, Suicide Squad, there shouldn't be a, a True linchpin. That's Except the, Amanda think, Waller. Amanda well, yeah. Waller is the linchpin well, leader of that team. To a point, Rick Flag to a point should be right. But they they who's running it in the movie. They've too, they've served the the in the comic and the comic has been good without Rick Flag. Comic's right. been good without Deadshot. It, it it should be a revolving thing. But Amanda Waller is always there. Who I want to see always. Who yeah, I really want to see. Who I think is important at least to the early Suicide Squad. Bronze Tiger. Oh yeah, dude! I was I would love to see Bronze Tiger. Yeah. He's one of my favorite little side characters. Who would you like to see in the new team? Ooh, new team: Boomerang, uh, Deadshot. Which Boomerang? Old Digger. Fat. 
whole thing. Not the kid? No. No. I like... He's okay, but I, like I, I prefer Digger. If you're going to use a kid, you use a trickster. I like the kid trickster. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, yeah, uh, You Dig- put him in, he's the first one killed. Uh, <laughs> Boomerang, Deadshot, Bronze Tiger. I would have Bronze Tiger take over the Rick Flag role. I think it's almost repetitive to have two of them. Uh... Shade the Changing Man. Oh my God! Um, Enchantress. So she's that mystical thing. Yeah. I didn't mind them putting Katana in it. I kind of liked her. it, but you know what? If they're gonna put Enchantress in, no Enchantress. Katana. Let me think. Cassandra came back, girl. Ooh, no. Um, that's horrible. <laughs> you know who'd be neat? Hawk Girl. Why not put her in a movie? Okay. Here, here's what I'm on for Suicide Squad. Uh, multiplex, yeah, because I like him a lot. Um, multiplex, the good guy would be Bronze Tiger. Um, uh, tattooed Man, the, the one that was kind of a hero. I like Tattooed Man. I liked him a lot. Um, what female would I like in the group? Oh, I want what's his name in it. Um, Who? Or the little um, scales. He always was in Nemesis. Nemesis, thank you. Nemesis. Uh, Nemesis for sure. He I'm was sorry, a yeah, He's really. cool. I like and Nemesis. Dr. Light. Really? Female Dr. Light. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think that would be... I want and, King and, Shark. And, and Boomerang, of course. So boomerang. I want King Shark and Orca. King Shark and Orca? Hell yeah. King Shark <laughs> I could live with. Like a whole shark team. You know what? Just do this. This King Shark, Orca, Killer Croc. Wait, wait. And give us multiplex. Black so Manta. Always- if you put multiplex in there, they always have someone to eat. Oh, true. Ooh, mm-hmm. and, and and the writer, uh, Graham Morrison. I just I want Graham Morrison oh, in the team want, so he can I die. I want all aqua themed people on my. my Here's team. a little side note the to that, so that way you can have another character swim the bomb through something. Right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Um, the here's the thing. A little side note, and this has nothing to do with Suicide Squad, but since Jack brought it up, uh, I believe it is next week. Flash returns. Oh with my God. Gorilla Grodd versus King Shark. March 5th. Really? Yes. yes. That's, that's I've not good. seen a single episode of Flash, Which but might I might have, have to. to watch right. that. You know I'm just going to watch all the highlights. I will yeah. tell you that Grodd and King Shark have been the best thing done yeah, they've, the they've already been on the show. They look amazing. Who do you think is going to win? Grodd. You think so? Yeah, Grodd Maybe. would. You know what no I love? The only way he wouldn't is if it's in the ocean. It's, there, there's an episode well, where Well, it's King a good thing. 70% <laughs> of the earth is water. That's true. There's an episode where King Shark is Stupid, trapped in this dirty room. apes. Like, like he's, in, he's in a cage in a metal room. And Flash and um, Captain, Cold. Captain Cold have to go in that room and get something out. <laughs> and they're like, how are we going to do this? Because he instantly is going to attack them. So they end up having to go in there, and then steam ends up like filling the room. All you see is, is, is King Shark's fin. It was kind of lame, <laughs> it was but it was so funny. funny it was funny. It was. It was silly. It, it was, was meant to be tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it was campy. It was is, very campy. Is he a hammerhead in the Flash world, or uh, is he more like a, a tiger shark? He doesn't look like a hammerhead. No, he's more of a great, like a big great white. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, eh, that's all right. Anyway, there we go. Suicide Squad, Will Smith's out. Okay. That's all right. He's got that, like I said, he's got that, um, he's got that hitch money. Yes. Absolutely. He's got that seven pounds money. I almost said click, but I remember that was Adam Sandler. <laughs> He's got that focus money. Oh, Jesus. What was another really bad movie he was in? Like, Independence like Day? Every, no, but there was a movie that came out like just a few years ago. Everybody like really panned it. it came out right Aladdin. around Christmas. No. I don't remember. It was something that was really horrible and people were like ripping into it. Anyway, he's got seven pounds money. That, that was After Earth was, I think, as funny as I get. Is that the one with the kid? His kid? No, the one where he's like the dad. 
His kid? Is that who that was? Yeah, was that Jaden? Yeah, Jaden, yeah. Whatever. Kid. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Is that a whoosh? Whoosh. Uh, fan favorite Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will not only get season six this year, but will see a full season seven. Huh. They're saying that might be the end of it. Clark Gregg is kind of hinting that that's the case, but they're not saying anything for sure. Um, Clark Gregg basically said that if if the Marvel Universe called him to do anything, he would say yes instantly. Oh. He would never say no. That's because he doesn't have seven pound money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, he has that um, um, New Adventures of Old Christina money. Yeah. So you know he's got he's, that going for him. He's got that. He's got that side character in West Wing money. <laughs> he was director of the FBI. Isn't that Wing. enough to go out and get a hot meal once a week? Maybe. Yeah. That's like to go to Denny's. Yeah. Well, the residuals from AOS alone. Whatever. Or from, from Iron Man one. Remember, Coulson was one of the very first people introduced into this, this Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's been there since the beginning, since the first movie. Hey, I like I, the dude. I like the character a lot. I yeah. look forward to seeing him in, in Captain Marvel next week. Right. Do um, you think he's going to make a, an appearance in Endgame? I because want him to. Because he has technically been around the entire time. He won't. They're just not putting him in the movies for whatever reason. Well, here's the thing. Technically, he's also dead right now. Yeah, unless it's, unless in it's a uh, oh, really? flashback. Yeah. He's not a... Uh, oh. Okay, well, sure, it's just going to be an LMD again. Uh, Maybe. Well, it wasn't an LMD the first time. Yeah, it was. Mm-mm. Went to Tahiti. They brought him back to life. Like, they picked his brain and brought him back. Oh, really? Him. That's in the show, right? Yeah. With Cree blood. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. God, that sounds so lame. Yeah, the Krees and Asians, I'm not sure I like them too much. I'm wondering because how the... Because the Krees um, are really well, the, the bad are guy. assholes. But they actually... I the scrolls are the good guy, except for that whole right. invasion of Earth thing you, you can forget I about. I wonder but. if the Kree that we see in Miss Marvel will be anywhere like the Kree from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, maybe a tiny bit, but I, I bet you a million bucks they kind of ignore a lot of I TV they stuff. Especially since Coulson's in the damn movie. We'll see. We'll have yeah. to wait and see. Whoosh. Garage, you got anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, it goes back to Kurt. Kurt's got something. Speaking of shows getting renewed, Brooklyn Nine-Nine gets another season at NBC. Nine-Nine! That's amazing news. Uh, this current season's been pretty fun. I, I, I'm not going to knock it. I like it a lot. I enjoy it. I watch it with my kids. It's a good, fun show. It's nothing truly revelatory, though I haven't seen the newest episode, and there's a lot of buzz about it. Um, I dig it, and I'm happy to see it. And my kids really enjoy it. I don't know what else to say. I'm uh, Nine-Nine. I came in late on that. Um, but I like it a lot. I'm, I'm catching up yeah, on it. Yeah, your son also enjoys it. Yeah, a lot. So there you go. It's a yeah. good, fun, dumb show. It, it, it's a good replacement for The Office. Right. It's it, You know, it's a solid comedy. Yeah, exactly. And humor, dumbness. Anyway, there you go. Whoosh. That's Whoosh. It. The upcoming It Part 2 promises to have more blood in it than any movie previously. Um, now, that's a heavy claim, given, like, The Shining. Yeah. Uh, given Evil Dead 2. Giving the remake um, of Evil Dead, where it's raining right, blood. The remake. So I don't know <laughs> how you're gonna pull it off, other than like like a flood, like a dam gets broken and blood comes flying everywhere. Here's so, what I look forward to. Here's what you look forward to. I look forward to the super nerdy guy who forsakes getting laid for at least six months, uh, or possibly forty years, uh, before this. Um, who actually sits home, watches it, and tabulates <laughs> just how much blood is seen on screen. It's not Gene. That would require math. 
Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the super bad. It's not gonna be you because it requires leaving the house. Oh God! Oh, but I got the I got the uh, the driving. Yeah, the driving's gonna show it a million times. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for the guy who's like tabulates it and then they debate it online. Not exactly, he's scared of clowns. And you know what the funny thing is? No one will care by then. So there you go. I want, I, I'm looking forward to that. That YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. Somebody explaining it all. I would be looking for it every day. I just gave Watch Mojo an idea for three years from now. There we go. <laughs> Damn it. All right. I guess back to Kirk because Jack's done. Uh, let's see. Does Kirk have Where's anything Where's the whoosh? Else? Whoosh. Right there. Dang it. Kurt, Kurt's got something that's being held off till the end. You hit with your last one. All right. My last piece of news. Umbrella Academy has been renewed for season two. Uh, apparently, it's, it's being watched. It's getting great reviews, and uh, it's coming back. I, it's not surprising at all. I, I've only, I'm halfway through. I took a chance. I saw it was rated TV 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids are pre-teenish, almost teens. Uh, so I said, heck, I'll let them try it. What the heck? What's the worst that can happen? Um, a lot. There's a little right. bit just, of stuff. Just, just as someone that's watched all of it without giving any spoilers okay. away at all. Um Later on, there's definitely some stuff that brings it to that PG-13 rating. Yeah, my kids watch tons of PG. My kids watch like R. Blood, like blood stuff. Oh, know? blood? Who cares? Yeah. yeah, as long as it's not like well, hardcore porn yeah, on no, screen. No one's, no one's getting down. You're the yeah. only one who has a kid who's afraid of blood. Though, my thing with my kids, if there's any sort of sexuality mm-hmm. that almost tips to the point of becoming uncomfortable, right? what I do, I make a big deal about it. <laughs> makes me feel comfortable, makes them uncomfortable, and I enjoy it. Uh, recently, Wet Hot American Summer was on cable, and it was unedited. I said, I don't remember this being that bad, besides the F word being said a handful of times, and quite frankly, if my kids watch somebody saying the F word 200, you know, for like two hours in a movie, then that's just a half the amount of time they'd hear it if no movie was on. <laughs> so we watch it, and I totally forgot that there is a slight sex scene between Michael Ian Black and Bradley Cooper in the movie. <laughs> now, you don't see much. You see them panting, sweating, and then Bradley Cooper gets turned around. You don't actually see anything below the waist happening, but he mm. does, like, ram him up against the wall. All I did was, like, whoa, they're going at it, and my kids both red-faced look at me, and then I'm now I'm happy. <laughs> We know, purely to make my fiance uncomfortable yesterday, Chris and I were discuss- discussing condoms in front right. of her. Oh, her. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought maybe you said fiance, you meant, you meant son. No. Me and my son discussed condoms in front of my fiance. Oh, yeah. Just cool. for like 20 minutes. Well, he needs to know this by now. <laughs> We've already had the talk in private. Right. But this was, a, this was right there. And then we were talking about it. She's like, don't not in front of me. Yeah. I'm like, make sure you use condoms before you go in that vagina. And he's like, what? Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't I had that conversation yet. You, you kind of need to, dude. But anyway, yeah, I there is a lot of blood yes. in Umbrella Academy. It, 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 it does get violent at times. Mm. My kids it can take... I, I don't know why this has suddenly become about my kids. Anyway, it's a really good show. It's I think it's fast-paced. It, it kept me totally into it. I haven't read the comic since it came out a million years ago. I have never read the comic. So I, I see, I vaguely remember things, and then when it clicks... Well, we should save this for when we get to the Umbrella Academy sequence in the show later. This is that. Oh, this is that? Yeah. We're, we're doing news. This is part oh. of the news. Okay. Uh, so what else? Who are your favorite characters so far in the show? Uh, well, In the comic, Space Boy Luther has always sort of been my favorite and everything else. But in the show, yeah, definitely what's-his-name, uh, the drug addict and stuff. Um, He's great. I like number five a ton. 
Five is great. There's uh, really no characters I dislike. Yeah. So far. And, and you know what? And, and, like, I like Ellen Page, weirdly enough. Even though she depresses me in everything she's in. Regardless of whether she's... Even in Juno, God, she depresses me. That's such she, a good movie. It's she, a good movie. She's so unhappy in Umbrella Academy just all the time. It's sort of like... And, for example, with Juno, if Michael Cera is in something, he makes me feel cringy and awkward. <laughs> Ellen Page he makes is me feel... Awkward. Well, Ellen Page makes me depressed. Right. She could be in anything. She could be in the... Hap- she could be... They could remake... Um... Mamma Mia with mm-hmm. her as the star right. going around laughing and singing and I'd still be like wow this movie's a downer <laughs> well I'll tell you what when when you've watched all of it and maybe a couple more weeks have passed so other people are going to watch it yeah. we need to have another discussion on the show about okay. it okay there's some neat stuff coming and you're going to love it yeah I, I would highly recommend it, what I've seen so far. And knowing, kind of remembering the comic, I really do need to go back and read it. Yeah. It's a neat thing, and, and it gives you a lot of, like, cool play on, like, family dynamics and yeah. and superheroes. And I just think it's fabulous. Well, all the different powers. And, and, and the cool thing is, a show like this, it actually visually portrays the powers really well. Right, right. Um, it, it's, you know. And they take their time to do stuff. Uh, it's, it's like not till I think way later on the show that there's a, a one minute flashback that explains why they're called the Umbrella Academy right and like I was wondering at the whole show and they finally just put it out there and that's it and then little things like that they take their time in their storytelling but they're not dragging it out yeah and that's excellent that's really hard to pull off and I'll say this because I am a, a music oriented guy oh, God. The, the soundtrack is incredibly good not only is the soundtrack good but much like Baby Driver and Guardians of the Galaxy Music is part of the show's DNA. Right. That's probably from Gerard, Gerard Way, you know, his influence because of, the, you know, he's a musician. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he's... he's. It's a fairly well-known band. Let me oh, really? I had no idea. Yeah, like... like Maybe I did. Maybe you're going to tell me something I, I just... I'll be like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, well, you talk for a minute. I'm anyway, but yeah, it, the, the music in the show is done exceptionally well. Great musical choices. Uh, the cues, which is something I always talk about when we talk about music and movies. Uh, the, the music does tie into the action you're seeing on the screen or the story or you know whatever's happening in the story beat and and they hit it at right at the right moment it's exceptionally good um lead vocalist and co-founder of my chemical romance oh wait really yeah from its formation in september 2001 until it split in march 2013 his debut solo album Hesitant Alien was released on September 30th, 2014. Holy crap. I... Okay. Yeah, right? I, Here's I, a tiny little thing. I, I, I went through the time of screamo music being, like, a popular thing. Mm-hmm. And I used to bash it. But there were a few bands I like. Fall Out Boy will never be one of them. But I will tell you this. My Chemical Romance was one of them. That was a secret. Kurt didn't let that secret my out. Now I awesome. I didn't wear any black lipstick or anything like that. I wasn't into like dyeing my hair blonde and like you know, um, but good stuff. Boy sets fire, another good one. But that's all we're gonna say about that. Go ahead, Gene. But yeah, Gerard Way is. Um, I never knew that. I didn't know it until yesterday when someone mentioned it because a friend of mine who's very musically inclined um, was like, "How is Gerard Way uh, associated with this show?" And I'm like. Well, he, he wrote the comic. And she's like, I didn't know that. I knew he was a musician. I'm like, really? And I had to look that up. Here's the weird thing. I, and now i got to tell my oldest son that. Because he's actually a My Chemical Romance fan. Really? Well, because I would give my son... I've given him basically all my CDs and stuff. And a lot of my music. And like even stuff I burned you know, illegally because I'm a pirate. I'm Your a nasty A-tracks? guy. Well, I'm a criminal. Your E-Tracks? 
Yeah, my eight tracks too. Yeah, I still got I, I got I got slow hand from uh, Clapton. <laughs> You're real to real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I gave him a bunch of stuff, and for some weird reason, he like one of the first things he pulled out was a nice little chunk of my Chemical Romance albums, and nice. he started listening to them, and he's a fan. Hmm. So I got to tell him that now. Yeah, it's very cool. That's weird. It's I a never new connection. Did but anyway, music is very much a part of the show's DNA. Um, I think one of the best scenes is when they play. Um, What's the '80s song? The pop song? Oh, are we, I think we're alone now. Yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, and they pan out, and you see six different rooms. Well, of that the was house, very neat. And they're all dancing. Yeah, you see the whole house as a cutaway, and they're all dancing in different rooms. Yeah, they're dancing to that song. Apparently, that was maybe their song when they were kids. But it's great, and music just permeates the whole thing. And the fight scenes where there's music playing. Fabulous. Yeah, well, that's fabulous. what I'm saying. Yeah, the music plays right along with the what's going on and everything else. Yeah, yeah really, really good. Exceptionally good. I would highly recommend it. I like I said, I've seen half. I like it. I, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a high recommendation from the guys at Nerd Nation. Jack should watch it. Okay, You'd what's like it on? It. Netflix. Oh, I can watch you that. Absolutely, yeah. want to watch it, Jack? It's like okay. what ten episodes? Yeah, that's it. That's easy. Yeah, well, I never finished Sabrina. Here's a, here's another interesting Not thing. What I like to do sometimes when I find shows I know I'm going to watch all of. Yeah. I don't look to see how many episodes there are. Right, uh, yeah, I do the same. So that way with, like, Umbrella Academy, when I'm watching episode 10, I didn't know that was the end until right. it finished. So that that's kind of a neat thing, so you don't expect the ending. Yeah, the only service that I, I notice that is with Hulu, because they actually tell you. Right, right. Usually, but that's it. There you go. But yeah, I enjoy that. So is it box office time? No, it's trailer trash time! There were two big trailers that came out this week. Here's where Curtis suddenly gets a shot of vitamin D. Excitement. Vitamin B12. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix had a trailer released uh, with Sophie Turner being like heavily involved. I, I think it was I think it was because of what uh, what's his name? Joffrey did. Mm-hmm. Um, she turns into Dark Phoenix. We see uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, whatever her name is. Uh, Ron Howard's daughter who yeah, is that's right. Emma Frost, I believe. She's is got that white who's hair. supposed to be walking around next to her? I'm assuming. It seems to be because they're talking about great power. And she seems to use mind powers. Um, anyway, it looks really cool. I I, I don't care. Like, I, ha- I hate Mystique being a part of the team. I've hated yeah. that with all the new stuff. Because, you know, Mystique in the comics is such a piece of crap. It's only because they got a great actor and they brought her in. They're like, we need to use her a lot. Well, I think they got her before she was, like, big. And right. then they were like, holy crap, she's a big name. <laughs> yeah. Because she's a kind of a villain in the first one, a little bit. Yeah, when she first shows up. Oh, yeah, she's like. But she's like Charles's stepsister or something weird yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, they met adopted like, sister. Oh, no, right. Yeah, she popped up in his kitchen to steal food, and he right. stole her. Right. Some crap like some that. some weird coinkadink. Yeah, um, but it's, um, I thought the trailer looked good. My favorite, very favorite part of it is where Cyclops is is basically begging Professor X, she's like, "How? What can we do to fix this?" And Professor X is like, I don't know what to do. Right. And like Professor X not knowing what's going on, that's that's messed up. I have to tell you, it's a it's a good cast. Yeah. I mean the the, the kid they got playing Cyclops, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. It's a good pick. McAvoy is amazing. McAvoy, yeah, I ne- I did not think would be a good pick, and then He's he great. was really good. Fastbender is Magneto. Fastbender's good. The guy they got playing uh, Beast, Hank McCoy, again, <laughs> looking good. looking at him in real life, I was like, that ain't Hank McCoy, but he does a really good job. In both Jennifer forms. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, all right. She's good. Um, yeah. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner is an all right pick. I, I really, not really like they, Sophie they Turner. They have the, the Quicksilver kids back again. Yes. And he, he's really good. You know what? His scenes in the movies always steal the movies. I was going to say, he's the, first he's the one best he was in. part of it. Wasn't it was a Time in a Bottle that was playing? 
where uh, he's yeah. running around the kitchen? No, the first scene he was ever in. Where this he... is where he's running around the kitchen. No, it's not. No, no he's no, doing no. some other stuff. But he, it's a whole leaves, scene. He leaves him. his basement. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're playing Time in a Bottle, and everything's moving real slow. Right. It, it was really well done. Yeah. And he's, he's fun. Everything he's been in has been good. The only problem I have with Quicksilver in this movie, so far from what I can see, is he's wearing an X-Men uniform and not a Rush t-shirt, as he was <laughs> in the previous movies. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so, screw him. They finally got the money to give him a uniform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. He sold his Rush t-shirts to buy the X-Men outfit. Uh, and then the, the young woman playing Storm, who I have no idea what her name is. I don't remember, but... I have to admit, the haircut and stuff you see in the trailer, she's got that, that Storm look that mm-hmm. I've always liked with sort yeah. of almost the, the mohawk. Hopefully I, they don't give her any lines I mean, or anyone else's lines outside of the movie where they cut those lines and then she ends right. up with the worst line in she's the movie. Like, yeah. You know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? Right. Yeah, let's just cut every other line that's going to make that line make sense. Well, here's the thing. Yes. that The other part of that that got cut, it wouldn't have made any more sense. It was such a stupid, like, It was like, kind of a running joke, at least. No, not well, really. sort of. Dumb. It would have made more sense than it did. It would have made more sense, but it still would have been a bad line. It should have just left Ray Park, like, talking in his normal accent through the whole movie. So everybody's like, what? Huh? Huh? What what was that, Toad? I have zero problem with, like, corny stuff, so. Yeah, me too. I mean, Alexandra Ship. Alexandra Ship is going to be who's playing uh, Storm. She looks good. She looks good. uh, She's the same one that's been the last ones, right? Apocalypse and stuff. Yeah, she was in Apocalypse. This is basically the swan song for the main X-Men team. Right. With only new mutants left uh, before the Fox deal is done. She was in A Dog's Way Home. (laughs) Okay, I haven't seen it. How could I forget? She was in Deadpool 2, apparently. I guess Storm. Oh, Oh, and that that where they flick everybody off. Yeah, every yeah. Okay. But otherwise, outside of X Men Apocalypse, uh, she was in Straight Out of Compton. I don't know if any of us. I saw that. that. Did you? I don't remember her, but she I. She was Aaliyah in the uh, Aaliyah, the Princess of R and B. I that was like I a guess. TV movie or something. I didn't see that. Yep, it was a TV movie, and then see? she was in Drumline. Didn't see Drumline. But otherwise, she's apparently pretty big in um, Days of Our Lives. Oh, oh, sweet, good for her. Okay, what part did she play on that show? Storm, Aurora <laughs> Monroe. Anyway, yeah, I'm not a huge Storm fan, but I, for some reason, I like the I I like her better than Halle Berry, and and I like Halle, Halle Berry, but I don't think she did great Storm, but I like yeah. her in other stuff. I liked her in Swordfish. <laughs> that is not. I did. I liked her in that movie. That is not Emma who is talking to Jean. Oh, who's uh, this supposed to be? It is someone named Smith. What? Emma Smith. <laughs> Emma Smith Frost. But it's being Smith. played by Jessica Chastain. Is that Jessica Chastain? Oh, so it's another redhead that has her hair dyed, so she doesn't. That's what it says on. That, that's what it says on. Um, Maybe she's IMDb. Jean's uh, grown-up self. Smith. Yeah, Agent Smith. Anyway. I don't know who it could be, but that's that. Well, from there we also got the Hellboy trailer, a Ooh. Red Band trailer, and Which people uh, have been asking for apparently. Yeah. Well, I. Here's the thing that now that leads me to think like, ah, oh, maybe I can't watch this with my kids. Um, Hopefully there's no major nudity in there, and if there is, it's not a lot, so I can make my kids only a tiny bit uncomfortable. Well, it's rated R. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, Red Band trailers. No, the movie's rated R. Well, dude, there's a ton of blood and everything in that. Hellboy's rated R. Anyway, it looked, it's a much bloodier uh, trailer. We do see Hellboy lobbing off arms and legs and blood gushing out and raining down upon people. Yeah, uh, someone gets ripped in half. Someone gets ripped in half. We see more Mila Jovovich. I didn't realize that was her. Yeah. How did you not realize that I was her? I did not recognize her. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Uh, and then we got, what's his name? Uh, the one David guy. David Harbour. Who, David Harbour, who looks 
Okay. He, he, looks right. a little, he does look a little weird. There goes my phone. Did you turn um, down your phone? Everybody was complaining about turning the phones down. I, I think I turned mine up. Um, and then the guy who's playing, uh, what's his name? Uh, DeMayo. DeMayo. Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim, who I love uh, from Lost. And I didn't know he was a shapeshifter. I've never yeah. seen him in a... in a. Um, he's in BPRD, BPRD Heavy. Is he? Yeah, he's a little older in the comic. So I'm very happy to see they're using Can that Can he turn character. into anything besides the cheetah? No, no. He turned into Just Jaguar. Jaguar? Yeah. He was bitten. He's like a were-jaguar. That's amazing. Which looked great when yeah. it changed. That's what his face is all like And I like that they did kind of the fastball special with him. It looks neat. Hellboy throws him at the monster. Does he throw him? I yeah. thought they just kind of like squared up for a race so you could get to the warthog first. It looked like he did. He pick him up and throw him? I went to they watch both, it again. They both jumped. I'm not sure. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I was happy to see that character, especially because I, I, I hope uh, Abe is Abe listed because I haven't looked at anything. I, I, I love Abe. Really? Okay. Yeah, I the only ones that they're that. listing on here are Ben Dymo, Mila Jovovich's character, Nemu, the Blood Queen, Hellboy, Professor Bruttonholm, right? Ian Alice McShane, who's Monaghan, fantastic. Uh, Lobster Johnson. Yes, there is, is a flashback. We haven't, or supposedly a flashback. Uh, dude, I am a that's huge spectacular if that's Lobster true. Johnson fan. Yeah, he's awesome. Someone named Ganita, hmm. Lady Hatton, um, and then a bunch of names that I'm just going to butcher. Well, anyway, Ian but there's Mc- someone oh. in here named Alistair Petrie. I'm not sure. He's not listed as a character name. It's yeah, just an like, actor. Hmm. Maybe he's a flat. Maybe he's Rasputin or something. Or voice of someone. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, not, not to switch back real quick, but um, there are entire articles online about what role... Uh, Jessica Chastain is playing in that movie. Can I give a theory? Yes. Here's my theory. I she's, think she's the Phoenix. She's a project. Yeah, she's a projection of the Phoenix. Or, or that's James, my like, guess. Maybe, uh, a few people are saying maybe it's a female version of Mastermind, which makes sense in the original Dark Phoenix. Right. Saga. He kind of drives her over the edge. Okay. Uh, Emma Frost was there, but she's already part of continuity, so she it's probably was, not yeah. her. Um, they're saying, let's see, Mastermind or um, Lilandra was an early theory, but that's already been debunked. Let's see who else. Um, Weird. They're trying to. They're just picking all sorts of people that it right. could be. Well, yeah, screw uh, that. I like the idea of Lilandra, but I like the idea more of her playing a, a female. I mastermind. don't think we're gonna see any Shiar. No, but Mastermind will be spectacular. Yeah, a lady Mastermind. I'd be cool with that. But anyway, yeah, that would be neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellboy looks good. <laughs> Hellboy looks great. I really like the look of this Hellboy. Really. Yeah, I that's do. the thing. I'm not 100. I thought. Right. I thought Perlman. I mean, it doesn't look bad, but Perlman. Perlman's the best way to go. I don't know. He to me, he had. I'm not David Harbor. Look, you slap a bunch of red paint. You slap the hand, the right hand of doom. You 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 know, you put the horns on and stuff like that. Okay, cool. You know, it's hard to screw that up. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I I really thought Perlman had that. He just looked like the comic. He. I mean, granted, not from the waist up. Because in the comics, Hellboy from the waist down's like got skinny legs with the hooves. Um, He's very much a Mandola character, right? Clearly yeah. skipped leg day, <laughs> right? But yeah, I, I, I'm gonna see it. I like Harbor a lot, especially in uh, Black Mass with Johnny Depp. <laughs> I thought I was gonna say <laughs> Stranger Things, uh, but yeah, yeah, I like him in Stranger Things. So there you go, Gene. You got anything to add? You were quiet. You're looking stuff up there. Uh, well, yeah, look up the. the, no, I'm, the trying, I'm trying to coax you into it. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm very much. Looking forward to this Hellboy. I am not the huge Hellboy comic fan that I know you are, right? And so that's kind of—it's a little easier for me to accept the change. And I, the trailer makes me excited to see it. Both trailers. I like the first two movies. The mm-hmm. second one's not as good as the first one. Yeah, we saw the second. But one But the right second here. one's yeah. still a pretty good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if this movie's decent, I can accept the changes. Yeah. But if it's not gonna stack up to the first two, I will be disappointed. Yeah, I, I'm hoping for the best. Because I agree I with Kurt, man. Perlman, Perlman was the perfect Hellboy. Well, he's the perfect almost anyone. I mean, yeah, that's true. He's that true. He's freaking Ron Perlman. Yeah. But he couldn't do this because he, he was very, uh, very deeply into doing the next uh, Pacific Rim. Is he <laughs> <Are you> kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they never make another Pacific Rim movie again. <laughs> the disappointment of the second one is enough to make me. Did want... you ever see it? Yes. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, you finally did see okay. it. Oh my God! Do I wish I never saw it. There's a Gundam in there. <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's trailer trash. Hopefully we'll get some new trailers coming up. And, uh, and maybe even a little theme for that. Yeah, we need a little theme. Well, we got we got Captain Marvel coming out next week, so maybe we'll get a new trailer of some sort we can talk about. Maybe. So that leads us into Box Office Report. Woo! This episode of Jack's Box Average Report brought to you by Jingle. Jingle, stretch your mind. Hey, it's Box Office Mojo time with Jack, whatever we're calling this segment. What do we call it? I'm pretty sure we actually did the intro already, too. Yeah, it just played. Box Office Report? Box Office Report. But I mean, the whole way, it's time for, I think we already did that. Yeah, we did that. Oh, we did it twice now. Yeah, so what? Screw it. Kurt. Seems like 30 minutes ago we did that. Let's review (laughs) what last week's picks were. Last week's picks. Oh, they were some goodens. The Vagina Um, Monologues came out. Oh, no it didn't. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, The bar was set at $46 million. For How to Train Your Dragon? Seemed pretty high to me. How about for Gene? Uh, Gene 2. You both thought it was kind of high? Yes, we did. Well, I would like to tell you all good news. How to Train Your Dragon did $55 million. Holy wow, crap. Wow, that's really? Like I told you both, because I took the over. Wow. You're, well, you know, you're in touch with kids. <laughs> I am. You two are not. He does touch kids, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you say what you want. I'm touching both of you right now, and oh. you're both <laughs> kids. Wow. So, just because my thing is a kid's size doesn't mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The coming in second place this week, down one from last week, was Alita Battle Angel with 12.3 mil. Ooh, wow. that's where we set the bar at 16, like I said. Uh-oh. Did we all say lower? Uh, I believe Gene took the over Gene took that. over. Kurt and Jack took under. Wow, this is a week that Jack catches up to me. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, we had fourth picks. Kurt was negative guy. All, all four. <laughs> Coming in third place was the Lego Movie 2, the second part, with Ooh. 9.6. Yeah, baby, the bar was set at 11. What I do? You did over. Oh, we both a, took yeah. under. We both took Am under. I zero? Like, this whole <laughs> this whole thing? Coming in fourth place, we were fighting with my family. Uh-oh, we set the bar at 8. Which was 7.8 million. Yeah! I know, I took the over on you this did. one. You did. Kurt took under by himself. What I think? You took over. God damn it. <laughs> Are you telling me I'm 0 for 4 this week? You 4, bro. Yeah. I've yeah. never been 0 for 4. I'm always in the lead. Alright, so no. the updated scores. God damn it. Real quick, Gene just walloped his score, which coming into this week, Gene and Kurt were tied. Oh, really? At 10 and 5 each. God damn. Gene's walking out this week at 10 and 9. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I move up to 12 and 6. Cool. Or 12 and. Yeah, 12 and 7, I'm sorry. I got one right, three wrong. Or, or three right, one wrong. Kurt moves to 13 and 6. Eat that. Eat 
my penis. <laughs> <laughs> you went oh and four. That's hard, man. I've never done that bad. Rounding out the top five is isn't it romantic with seven point one mil? Okay. Not romantic. Thank you, Preston. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> Dude, you went over four. I can't believe it, dude. You suck. You do. I know oh, I didn't. Until this week. That's what he's basically saying. He's like, dude, you're horrible. You're a piece um, of crap. You know you've been ahead in, this whole time. Coming in at number six is what men want with five point two. Happy death day to you is four point eight. Wow, wow, I did that bad. Stick it in. Uh, it has made money. That's good. It but did. Still. It's brought. It's total right now is at twenty one point five off of a nine million dollar budget. It, it's a horror movie That's in February. Great. It is a horror movie in February. February yes. And yeah, it's not even one first, that's supposed to be like a love was, horror movie. The first movie. one was so decent. The I'm sure the second one's decent too. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But it's it's not it. a horror franchise that really screams anything. Yeah, I, it's I'm, the same gimmick as the first one, literally. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward. Dude, to it. literally it, the same thing. It gives away the the ending of the first movie and the trailer. Yeah, it does. I, I did warn Gene that because he hadn't seen the first one yet. Coming in at number eight, we have Cold Pursuit, which pulled in three point two for a total of twenty six point nine. How's that doing? What's the budget on that? It's not listed, but it can't be that high. Uh... Mason oh, it's true. still pulls in some money. Coming in at number 9 was The Upside with 3.1 to bring its total up to 99.7. Hmm. And then rounding out 10th place was Run the Race, which pulled in 2.1 mil for its total. Alright, cool. Well, hopefully I can, I can redeem myself with the Oscars in a few minutes. <laughs> I hope so, because what you just pulled off was not good. Not well, good. unfortunately, the Oscars not something we're going to tally up like on a on, on an annual thing, you know, because Kurt won the Oscars last year. I hate to break it to you. Did you? Yeah, I did. Remember? Yeah, Kurt, Kurt won. That's fine. I believe you. Eat it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what's next week? So the big movies that are coming out next week are everything that's currently out right now. That's no it. new movies at all. There. Um, There's supposed to be that Tom Holland movie, Chaos Walking, but that ain't happening. The the biggest movie that, that we're getting out this week is Tyler Perry's Medea Family Funeral. Uh, Alright, let's do that one. And Greta. What's Greta? I, I have no idea. Let's just do the Medea one. Oh my god. Well, they're anticipating How to Train Your Dragon to come in in first place this this week with 30 mil. Jesus, that's a very small drop. 30? It's well, a forty five percent drop. Oh, sir. that's about common then. Kurt's going under. I'm gonna go over. Gene's going really? under. I have to turn my face around in this movie. Jack? I'm going under. Jack goes under. As always. <laughs> Tyler Perry's and Medea Family Funeral is projected with twenty two mil. Twenty two. I don't Second hate much place. more than I hate the Medea movies. Really. I just hate them. I'm gonna go under hoping that I'm right. Kurt goes under. I'm going under. Yeah. We all go under. That's um, a bust. Number three is Alita Battle Angel with seven mil. Seven Alita. Over, but not by much. Alita did under, what'd she do, 15 last time? Yeah, she did under what she was projected for last week. Yeah. What'd you say, under? Uh, no, I said over for uh, Alita. But it won't be by much. I'm going under. I think whatever the number is, it's going to be very close to I think it's going to be a horrible week. I don't really see anything making any real money this weekend. Yeah. Everyone's waiting for Captain Marvel. I'm really disappointed that uh, fighting with my family didn't do the eight mil that they were projecting to. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna watch that. It's Maybe really this good. weekend. Maybe this weekend. Right. But there you go. That's our three picks for this week. So that was the box office mojo. Box report. office mojo report by Jack Graziano. I mean, you guys can Dot find com. it yourself too on boxofficemojo.com. No, 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 but no, no, no. They have let's to be to honest the show. to you. I'm far more entertaining than just reading the website. Yeah, ish, ish. Yes.
That brings us to Oscar Night with Nerd Nation Radio. Did you tweet? No, I uh, I fell asleep before the Oscar started. Nice. I slept for my required four hours. Nice. Um, and then I woke up. Uh, here we go. Here's a fun one. We always do wacky things we know nothing about. Not that we know anything about acting or movies in general, except we watch them. So one of our picks, uh, one of our categories was best, best makeup. Uh, Gene and Jack took Jessica Brooks. I'm not sure what movie that was for. I'm looking right now. Yeah, I'm not 100% positive. Anyway, Kurt took uh, the people for the movie Vice. Hmm. It was probably for Mary Queen of Scots. It probably was. Uh, Kurt taught them a lesson last year. Last year we did best makeup as a category too. Kurt got that one right. And the reason he got it right was because he picked uh, the, the group who did Gary Oldman in uh, the Winston Churchill movie. Kurt said, if you get a skinny guy and you make him into a fat older guy, you're going to win best makeup. Did you win again? Vice won uh. with Christian Bale being made to look like uh, Satan. Oh, Dick Cheney. I'm sorry. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know in the movie they portray him as Satan. Do they really? It, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I really want to see that. That movie, movie kind of takes liberties of like, you know. I like that the best quote I've seen for that movie was the guy who Dick Cheney shot in the face with the shotgun. Oh yeah. I said I definitely want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best visual effects. Uh, Gene took Ready Player One. Yeah. You would think a movie that was ninety eight percent CGI. Uh, Gene didn't get that one oh, right. Damn it. Kurt took Avengers. Uh, what was it called? Infinity Infinity, War. Infinity War. End. Um, Infinity and you even you even Avenger, bro. I I, I don't Avenger, bro. <laughs> uh, you would think someone who takes a movie that is eighty eight percent CGI would win that one. No, Kurt didn't win that one. Uh, a movie about a nineteen sixty something space shuttle launch called The First Man. Oh, Jack man, took great. that one. Well, I won. I'm glad that, that <laughs> me and Kurt both have a point. Any Gene award that won. First Man gets, I'm okay with. Yeah, good for that movie. I still have not seen it yet. I'm yeah, going to. Me, I really want to. And and well, I'll save this one. Now, nah, whatever, we'll do it now. Best animated feature. Oh, uh, I'm sure I don't even need to tell you. All three of us got that. Kurt one. and Jack. Kurt took it because he likes dead dogs. Jack took it because he hates dead dogs. Jack and Kurt both oh. picked Isle of Dogs. I took it because I kind of put my foot in my mouth with the previous two picks. Oh, right. You, you, Gene had been picking the two the picks that I had been, that's and right. then I made a yeah. big sting. A big sting. So about he picked not what picking. I picked. So because of yes. that, because of that, I won. You lost. I wanted Spider Man. Spider Verse one. Deservedly so. Yes. I mean, compared to the other, one, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen Isles of so. Dogs or, or Mirai. I never. I didn't see Mirai. I saw Ralph. I saw Incredibles two. Incredibles two. I but saw you know that this Isle is the dogs. first time since the nineties that Disney has not won the um. <laughs> Do you lower your phone? Sorry. That Disney has not won the best animated features. I'm gonna yes. turn your phone off. It'll only twice Wait, I did, think since that oh, that's category. Sony. That yeah. is Sony. Oh yeah, you're I right. Think, I think it's twice since those awards became animated became a thing. Disney's won all of them except for two. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, best supporting actress. Curtis saw the favorite, and he took Rachel Vice because he likes her and he likes to say her last name, even though it's spelled with a W. It's Vice, um, but he was wrong. <laughs> Jack took Amy Adams. For I learned a hard lesson about this that any time she's been nominated like nine times and lost every single one of them, so I might want to remember that in the future. Yeah, Jack took Amy Adams for a movie con- coincidentally named Vice. Uh, he got that one wrong. 
Gene took Regina King, who has his sort of his name in there, Regina King. Regina. Uh, for uh, If Be- Beale Street Could Talk, I believe, yeah. which I still have not seen yet. Who's the winner? Uh, Regina King. One, Jack. Or you have two. You have two points. Oh, don't hit King Kong like again. King yeah. Kong. You He's have King no Kong in this hood. Oh. I picked Glenn Close. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best supporting actor. Actor. Uh, Kurt picked Grant. <laughs> I don't even remember who I picked. I just wrote one name down. Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, God. Ulysses. Oh, that's Grant. right. And I saw that movie, and you know what? I liked him in it. I thought he was really good. I didn't win. Je- uh, Gene picked Sam Rockwell, deservedly so, because Sam Rockwell's amazing in anything he's in. Goddamn right he is. Uh, he was amazing in Vice. But. That's what he's nominated for. The winner went to uh, a movie I very much liked and an actor I very much like, Mar- Marsha Marshahala Ali. Ali. Oh, really? Uh, for Green Book. And Jack picked that one. Really? All right. Makes us two and two, buddy, with That's... Kurt pulling up the tail. Wow. I wonder how it'll end. Uh, Kurt will probably win. <laughs> uh, best Actress. Kurt took Lady Gaga for A Star is Born. I still haven't watched that yet. I have it sitting here. Um, she didn't win. Uh, Jack picked... A- a, pa- a Paracio for uh, Roma. What's that Roma? Because I remember I didn't know what I was who to pick, so I just started picking people whose names are really hard to pronounce. Oh, right, right, right. Anyway, that didn't win. Uh, Gene picked Glenn Close. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah, yeah. Damn it, that didn't win either. So none of us. No, didn't win. Olivia Coleman. That's, that's the first one, though. Yeah, it's the only one. That's the first. Oh, really? That's the only one where one of the three of us did not pick a winner. Oh no, I take that back. Glenn okay. Close deserved it. I mean, come but on. But it was man. Olivia. You said Olivia Coleman won. Olivia Coleman for the favorite. She won, and and rightly so. I saw the favorite. I haven't seen all these other movies, but I've seen the favorite, and I thought she was really good. And hey, Olivia Coleman. She was in Hot Fuzz, and that's all you need to know. Remember, she was the yeah. the naughty uh, oh, really? female cop, the cop that was always saying, "You know, put it in my box." <laughs> I, I did see. Nice. Um, yeah. I did see the performance that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga did at the Oscars. Yeah, with the song from that movie from Stars Born. That's right. a different movie. Okay, well they they performed that and holy crap, like they're real convincing. Yeah, that they're into each other. Did Lady Gaga give Gaga eyes to Bradley Cooper? Kinda, yeah, yeah. definitely. But, but then the next day on the news, she's like, "Listen, guys." He's like almost married to this woman, so no, there's, there's no romance between us. It's called acting, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Anyway, that brings us to best actor. Chris, uh, Kurt to Christian Bale, who again I think was in a movie oh, Vice. Uh, Vice. Would uh, you like to know another secret? Yes. Oh, Anytime boy. Christian Bale and um, who would I pick for best actress? A par- Parisia? No, 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 no. Um, You're just trying to get me to say her name again? <laughs> What's her name? Who was in the same movie as him? Amy Adams. Amy Adams? Anytime the two of them have been nominated together, they've never won. Okay. Okay. Well, Christian Bell didn't win again. Uh, Rami, what's his name? Uh, Malik? Malik. Uh, he did win for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, a movie I've still have not oh, seen yet. I think I called that. Gene and Jack both got that one correct. Uh, so it gives us three points? Yep. I think so. Uh, yep, both at three. We're running away with, from Curtis with this. So, best actor, I Rami really Malek. wish you wouldn't look at me and raise your eyebrows like that. It is massively creepy. We come around to best director. Jack and Curtis picked Yorgos, whatever his name is, for the favorite. Lentimos. Yep. Uh, that didn't win. Gene picked Lee. That didn't win either. Didn't win. Uh, it was, uh, what's his name? Alf- Alf- Alfonso Corzon. Corran. Corran for Roma, which I haven't seen yet. 
Uh, he did win. No one got a point there. And That's then we finally... Weird. We come to the big one. The big one, folks. It's best picture time. Gene, he said, uh, Mamma Mia has a devil for her son. With me. But he was wrong because it didn't win. Uh, Jack, he said the favorite is is the favorite for me. He was wrong, too, because he didn't know anything about it. And Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone. Emma Stone, you see her boobies in that movie. Really? Yeah, for like a second. Suddenly my favorite? favorite picture. Oh, yeah. Emma Stone's? Oh, yeah. Holy crap. You're a big fan of Emma Stone. Love Emma Stone. She got that overbite. I really liked Emma Stone in uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you see her boot for a second. When she gets dropped off a bridge. I mean, because we're misogynist jerk-offs, so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, our, that's our thing. Go to MrSkin.com. <laughs> yeah. Especially Gene. Mm-hmm. But you only see it for two seconds. And there's Whatever. lots of ducks. Well, it's paused. There's lots ducks. of ducks. Duck racing. Oh. You gotta see it. Sounds weird. If you like the Phantom Thread... <laughs> the favorite should be like your new movie. I will go watch it then. You would be like, oh my god, it's Chinatown in the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Kurt picked Green Book because he really enjoyed that movie because Viggo Mortensen eats like a monster in that movie. Oh, you got it too. And I got it. I won that. Uh, Kurt got two points though. Two out of seven, correct, when it came to Oscar time. Good Gene and Jack right. got three out of seven. Damn. Champs. For a total of six. <laughs> <laughs> Which is we not really because you guys didn't win like different things. You right. won some of the same. Holy um, crap, we sucked this year. Yeah. Well, I think I won last year by like one pick. Right. And it was like, again, I think we picked seven things. And I think I, I, I got like two or three right. And you got like one. And, you know. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. We're, we're pretty bad when it comes so to So when you're picking. looking for Oscar bets, don't ask the Nerd Nation guys. <laughs> yeah. But hey, happy for Spider Verse. Happy for Green Book. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, Spider Verse. Just it's being re-released. Spider Verse. Yeah, this good weekend in IMAX. Yeah, that's good. This weekend, I think. Um, that actually, that's something we should have made a guess on anyway. But it's uh, not listed. It's not going to make Spider Verse won Best Animated. Black Panther won two Oscars. I think it was costume and stuff. Costume and something else. Right. So, a superhero movie won two Oscars. It wasn't Best Picture, but it was two Oscars. And Best Animated was a comic book movie. That's a big deal. But, well, here's the thing. Um, I don't know who Black Panther is running up against, but if it was like, if it was costume design and stuff like that, hey man, Black Panther has some really cool stuff in it. All these other movies, like these period pieces and stuff, I've seen it a million times. Right, All right, you right. throw look, uh, uh, flip on BBC, uh, go watch uh, PBS. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, What's the the, 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 the the special little masterpiece theater? <laughs> yeah, and, and you're gonna get the same crap on there. You know, go Pretty watch much, go yeah. watch Pull Dark, or you know, and, and have some fun. The the thing about Black Panther that made it really special. Black Panther actually be... won for best costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat out um, the favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scott, and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Whatever that is. Right. I like Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but yeah, I couldn't care. Well, the challenge, I think, with Black Panther was making a technologically advanced society that also embraced their old ways. Right. Uh, so it was, a, it was a really hard thing to do. They pulled it off really well. Well, yeah, I'm saying visually, it was pretty stunning. That you got you yeah. got the the outfits and the the you know the actual superhero suits and stuff like that and stuff. Very cool. And like I said, you masterpiece theater. You see a lot of the other stuff. And, exactly. and what are you gonna get for Vice? Oh wow, they put you in suits and ties. You know, okay. exactly. You know, yeah. Um, Unless Mandy was uh, uh, nominated the movie, the Nicolas maybe, Cage movie, Mandy. Maybe that's when we should start including best costumes. Yeah, that was a good one. That's actually a definitely a category we should embrace next year. We should decide on ten. I think. Okay, we'll do that. I, I like an year. I like an uneven number for this. We go for nine. Okay, or maybe eleven. Whatever. Like a bonus. Ten and then a bonus. Or we just pick all of them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I would like to do screenplay uh, as one of the categories because uh, you you got 
a Black Klansman one for best original or best um, adapted screenplay. I believe Which, it was. God, that was a great movie. Yeah. It was a really good movie, and uh, it gave Spike Lee. His first Oscar, right? Which is which was a really course. cool little moment there with him, and and coincidentally enough, Samuel L. Jackson presenting. And then he mm-hmm. took a crap on Green Book. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he, he did later on, which you know what? I saw the I. I don't care. He yeah. he it was funny. I will. He say didn't. I, he didn't like go. That movie sucked. He just kind of was catty. Right. And I really do think though that Black Klansman should have taken Best Picture. Tooken. Taken. Okay. Um. Yeah. Took. Took did. Took, took, took the, I will say this about Spike Lee: anyone wearing that 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 suit and that color, the purple, and then and then his big uh, he had the big rings on. He's channeling Prince and everything. Baby. But I'm telling you, anybody wearing that and, and with that attitude and that that gumption uh, is allowed to be sassy. Yeah, I think actually he should have won for best costume design for his costume at the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, he looked good though. He looked good. And uh, he was yeah, yo, well, I wasn't. Whoa. I wasn't going there. That's, or anything. that's what you say. But yeah, anyway, I think I think that's he kids say. he uh, he, he had every right anymore. to be a little catty at the end. And and you know what? It fit. He looked like sort of a, a Real Housewife, <laughs> wow. Real Housewife of uh, Spike Lee. <laughs> but yeah, do the right thing. I mean, come on. You know, the guy's been like kind of looked over for years and years. I'm not saying do the right thing was like. I don't even know what they were up against. Tell me if I'm wrong. Wasn't 25th Hour Spike Lee? Yeah. Yeah, I love With Ed Norton, yeah. Holy and cow. Philip Seymour Hoffman. That, that monologue one. he gives at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Wow. Lee's done some... I, I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan in the world. Like, I... You know, Do the Right Thing's an alright movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's decent. I like some of his stuff here um, and there. Clockers wasn't bad. Did he do Clockers? Yeah. Wow. I, think. I, I do... I yeah, don't know if he did Clockers. Sure. Almost positive. I'm not sure. I know he did the Son of Sam movie, and I kind of Summer of Sam or whatever. Yeah, I kinda which liked. was a little bit of a disappointment to me. I really, I kind of liked that. It was all right. He's done some good stuff here and there. He did that remake of Old Boy, which right, okay, Trash. but I, yeah, I'm so f- invested um, in the original. Didn't so. see it because I like the original so much. It's worth a watch. I, I, you know what? I think, I think even if you think something's gonna be bad, you, you give it a chance. That's but my did, did feeling. They, did they blow the ending? No. Oh, really? They keep that ending? Yeah, Spike Lee for Clockers. Oh, he did? Okay, yeah. well, I like Clockers. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know he did that. Good book, too. I never read the book, either. Um, but yeah, good for him. There was some good stuff that happened there. The the, the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper thing. Yeah, if, you, if you like I that. I just don't watch it. I don't care about the uh, funny story. Yeah, I didn't watch it either, a honestly. Friend it just seems like a bunch of rich people hanging out together to pat each other on the back. It very much yeah. is. A friend of a friend is in Clockers. A, a friend of my... I have a friend who has a friend that's in Clockers for like one second. Uh, in the beginning, when they're investigating the murder, the the cop with the red hair, mm-hmm. I know that guy. I like hung out with him. Oh, oh wow! So for us, it's a friend of a friend of, of a, a friend. friend, right? Right. It's like Seven Shades, yeah, of Great. Clockers. Yes, of exactly. Uh, but there you go. There's our Oscar wrap up and everything else. Uh, coming up, we're gonna do the Tony Awards uh, picks. Woo! Not are really. we? No. no, I'm kidding. I mean, that's just stabbing blindly in the dark at that yeah, point. Don't even ask me yeah. the Grammys because I'm not interested. Grammys, I think, already happened. Yeah, or I think that already passed. I think that passed. I think it's towards the end of the year. Well, we could, really? We, well, no, we I think do. it's award season. I think Grammys yeah. already passed. One thing that would be oh, terrific no. would be doing the Golden Globes. I think that passed too already. Well, it has. It's before yeah. the Oscars, but like next season, maybe for we like daytime that. TV stuff. No, Golden well, Globes. Well, but you can do primetime TV stuff. It's for movies. 
It's for TV. It's for everything. Here's what we got. Here's what you got to look forward to coming up. Uh, coming up in just a few months, uh, the Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> I'm in for that. I might actually be able to pick <laughs> stuff for that Jack, one. Jack Black or John Cena hosting this year? Probably John Cena. The Nickelodeon uh, Kids' Choice Awards. It's picks. always John Cena, even well, if you Jack can't Black see him. Hosted. That's true. Yeah, if John Cena, he's probably the host, even if he's not there. You just can't see him. Oh, I see. He's busy making Fred Four. <laughs> he's making he's making big movies like Bumblebee. Shut <laughs> your Bumblebee wasn't it. a bad movie. Anyway, there we go. There's that. <laughs> Being in a Transformers movie is your, your last thing before hanging yourself in your bathroom. Here's the funny thing. He's seen... Jesus, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, David Carey wasn't in that. The lead singer from NXS was on. Yeah, Mike Hutchinson was never in that. Uh, hey, they didn't hang themselves in their bathroom. It was their closets. Yeah, it was like a closet David or Carey. something. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, he couldn't wax on, wax off that fast. If you can grab the oh, Jack. If we're done with this segment, we have something important to discuss for one minute. Okay, let's do it. Should have been part of new nerd news. Whoosh! Okay. Prepare the three whoosh salute. Curtis, take it away. Oh yeah, I didn't get it. I I got to get it up. Hang on, because I I, there, <laughs> I need some, to know the age. There's some horrible news that Curtis Southern is especially uh, I think sad it's about. Eighty-seven. I think I wrote an obituary earlier. Where's it at? It's on the it's on the messenger. Yes. Did you write a whole? <laughs> yeah, I think I got to change it because I I think I was super like half awake and I I, I got some of the wording wrong. Yeah, I posted it. And I was like, oh, Kurt's gonna be sad. Uh, here's the thing, folks. Kurt Kurt's a young man. <laughs> All right, I hate to break this to you. Sort of. Kurt was born right around the cusp of the century, or the, the decade of 80s. Of the Lincoln uh, presidency. <laughs> well, uh, you want to talk there, Mr. Fred Flintstone. Yeah, I'm from, I'm Jack, from Washington. Jack is... <coughs> excuse me. Jack is always surprised when Kurt talks about movies and television and music that, that, that predates him... How do you know that? <laughs> ...by a few decades. Something happened before 1982. Okay. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um... But I have I have horrible news that Gene let me know about this morning. Uh, Nathaniel Taylor, known to millions around the world and Curtis Southard as Rollo from the hit show Sanford and Son, passed away. <laughs> it's not funny. He was eighty years old. I would use a hit show. That's, that's uh, I'm a it huge was a hit show. It was a hit show. I know. I'm just messing I uh, I did when Gene sent this to me at super early this morning or no last night eight fifty four p.m. She shed one tear. Eight fifty four p.m. is when Gene sent it to me and I responded at three nineteen a.m. <laughs> oh, that's right. I saw that. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I basically went to bed right before Gene sent it, and I woke up right after I uh, re- or I, I woke up right before I read it. Woke up because he senses disturbance in the force. Uh, I said, "Dang, poor Rollo." He was a crook who belonged back in the pen to some, specifically Fred, but a smooth Mac Daddy to others, specifically himself. <laughs> Goodbye, you big dummy. Yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, anyway. whoosh. Yeah, Three whoosh, 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 whoosh. whoosh goes out to you, Rollo. I don't think he ever referred to himself as a Mac Daddy. I think he referred to himself as a cool cat, Daddy. Yeah, I don't think uh, Mac Daddy was a thing back then. And he first appears, I believe, in like the first, I'm going to say, five episodes of Sanford and Son. And I remember like uh, the, he, Lamont says, hey, Rollo's coming to pick me up. And Fred's like, oh, he got out of jail? <laughs> Which he did, by the way. Right. Um, and that, I believe that's the episode later on with the, where the crook tries to rob Fred. Or I think that's the same episode. He tries to rob Fred and the, the guy drops a gun. 
And they're, they're not sure, should they go turn it into the cops, or should they try to sell the gun to a, a pawn shop? So Fred, they designate Fred to sell it to the pawn shop. Oh, God. Fred takes the gun in, in his waistband, pulls it out at the pawn shop, and says to, tells the guy, how much you gonna give me? <laughs> and the guy, like, hits his little silent alarm for the cops, and the cops come out thinking Fred's robbing uh, the, the white white man's pawn shop. Can, can I ask you a question? Yes. And and this is not meant to be, like, Uh-oh. disrespectful. I got a man. big... It's not meant to be that way at all. It's going to be. No, it's not really. Last week, let's say seven days ago. Yeah. Did you know this guy was still alive? No. Okay. See, that's what that was my. I I really didn't. I because you get that sometimes. You get these actors. You just kind of assume because it's like they're like ninety, right? That they may have passed, right? You don't. You can't follow the lives of everyone you like. Yeah. And I mean, come on. Look here. I love the show, and I love Rollo. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he was no Grady. (laughs) <laughs> I hate to break it to you. He wasn't Bubba. He was no meathead. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Sam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, he was no Esther, you know. And we all know Elizabeth died long ago. And he's coming to join you, honey. The Rollins with her now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's coming. It's the big one. The family's all together again. Yeah. Well, well, Rollo wasn't family. He was Lamont's friend. Anyway, uh, goodbye, goodbye, Mr. Taylor. Goodbye. All right, so we have an interview next. Yes, with Jeremy Kahn. Um, a great interview. A I'm guy disappointed was, in you. Why? You said his last name twice mm-hmm. and never put emphasis on it. Kahn. There you go. Uh, I'm sure he gets that everywhere. So. <laughs> it's okay. He hasn't gotten it here yet. Well, here's the thing. Jeremy Kahn. This is a little full, full circle thing. It's been five years since we started doing comics, and Jeremy Kahn was in the very first comic we did. Um, Nerd Nation presents one. He lettered one of the stories. Cool. So that's a full circle of him returning to us. Circle of life. Full power. Yeah. Have you done anything for one of his books yet? No, I want to. I'd love to. Then it's but not he's a full doing, circle. He's doing, well, he only has one book of his own, which is on Indigo now. There you go. So it's not like I could... You know, I don't like Indigo, much. though. Why? It feels like the dirty, less... <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, no offense like... to Jeremy, who we're interviewing no, 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 next no, no, about no. his Indigo. Like... I'm, not, I'm not talking about people who use it. I'm just saying, like... Like, you have two companies that offer the same thing. Kickstarter uh, and Indiegogo. Also, like, Pepsi's better and Coke's like Yeah, the it's bad like, one. like Indiegogo's yeah. the Pepsi to Kickstarter's no, Coke. No, right. no. Coke yeah. is, le- is less it's, than it's like, I, listen, it's like CVS versus Eckerd's. I'm following. Walgreens. I'm uh, following. It's like, it's like Kickstarter's Publix and Indiegogo's Winn-Dixie. Ooh, you shut Winn-Dixie's better deal, You're, my friend. And I'm I know. Not, I'm I not just, to, they have to have story. better I, deals because they're the dirtier of the two oh supermarkets. You, you shut the hell up. And let me tell you a little backstory about Here's how invested I am with Winn-Dixie, my friend. <laughs> Kurt is a you sub. Ever seen, you ever walked through a grocery store with poop on the floor before? I have. It was a Winn-Dixie. I, I watched the movie because of Winn-Dixie. Anyway, uh, <laughs> about a dog. Kurt is a sub aficionado. He loves his subs. He loves his sandwiches. And Publix has the best. No, Publix has better than Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie sucks. But the reason that Kurt loves his Winn-Dixie, and not just because of the prices, uh, Kurt buys from a small local place down here called Johnny's. Johnny no longer runs Johnny's subs. He sold it to his son. Guess who is Kurt's butcher at Winn-Dixie? Johnny! And he gives Kurt, well, he gives Kurt's wife the greatest, the best slices of London. He cuts it. Johnny used to work on the docks. Yes. <laughs> now he's got down a, on his luck. Got a, Ooh, got a six well, string Jack, and Jack finally catches it. Yeah, I know. We were, we were doing <laughs> music lyrics. Anyway. Uh, wow, good job, man. It's time for con. <laughs> it's time for con. And tonight on Nerd Nation Radio, uh, we have a guest that should be uh, familiar to all of you. 
uh, illustrator, letterer, Jeremy Kahn. How are you today, Jeremy? Doing good. How are you doing tonight? Anyone who has been a long-term Nerd Nation fan, especially Nerd Nation Publishing, would know Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy jumped in and did some letters for us on a story way back in the very first Nerd Nation Presents, number one. And he has done so much since then. Um, Jeremy, tell us a little bit about what, what adventures you've been up to for the past five years. Well, I've been doing a lot of covering work for a number of different publishers. Probably my main work right now is for American Mythology, where I was doing covering work on a lot of kids' titles, like Casper the Friendly Ghost, Pink Panther. I actually just finished up some cover art for the free comic book day that they're playing now for Casper the Friendly Ghost. And I also did some free studios oh, wow. work for them as well. That's fantastic. It's great to see you, you know, in there really pushing it and getting getting the work that you deserve. I'm very happy to, to see how you've progressed in the last half decade. All right. So um, I know that you, you have some, some current work going on. Let's talk about that real quick. You have an Indiegogo campaign for an awesome book called Alien Summer. Uh, you want to yep. give our audience a, a brief uh, pitch for that? Yeah, sure. Um, my comic, Alien Summer, basically is about Earth finding out about the existence of aliens. As a result, a treaty is formed that allows for the import and export of goods. And basically, alien, Earth's biggest export is their pop culture entertainment. Aliens just love Earth's imagination. They love it so much that they come to live on Earth to experience Earth life. Comic follows the ventures of one alien as she comes to stay as part of an exchange program with a host family. It's just that during her stay over the course of the summer, all her knowledge of Earth comes from anime, manga, games, comics. So her knowledge is skewed towards the fictional. Thing is, since she's an alien from another world, she has all this technology that can make some of the stuff possible that shouldn't be. Very cool. It sounds like a really neat book. I, I looked at the Indiegogo campaign. I listened to your video there, and it, it seems like a really interesting project, one that um, definitely anime fans would want to check out. Absolutely. I think all, all fans interested in a good story would be uh, – definitely well, well done to go there and check it out and, and give to the campaign. Um, as of, as of this, the day this airs, there will be 51 days left on your campaign. So they have plenty yep. of time to jump in, but they should do it soon. Sooner the better, I think. <laughs> uh, now you had a yeah. successful campaign in November, correct? Correct. I provided colors to this Kickstarter called Lucha, a wrestling sci-fi thriller. It was created by C.W. Cook, who have actually done a couple of projects for as well. Um, I provide coloring for, it still hasn't been released yet, but I did some work for a, um, a book he did called Solitary. Um, I think it's for volume two that's still scheduled for some point for release. But uh, basically, oh, very- C.W. Cook created a comic called Lucha, and the book had a successful run on Kickstarter in November. And the book actually got picked up by Action Lab. So I'm soon actually going to be starting the second issue for it, for the coloring work. Oh, cool. And, and CW is a great guy. I see him on social media all the time. Uh, I really like what he has to say and who, what he's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so tell me, um, from, from your beginnings, how, how were you able to, to transition into doing all this professional work? Because you've done some really uh, kind of, in my opinion, high-profile kid stuff. And how did you find yourself uh, getting into that, that area? Well, for the kids stuff, originally what I was doing was uh, I came across, right now, the ed- main, main editor on American Mythology is Mike Wolf- Wolfer. He was, he was, uh, 
I came across a post for his on one of the Facebook pages looking for a colorist. He basically said, I call out the colorists and other artists looking, just want to see your portfolios. So at this time, I was in between jobs. I was looking for some type of steady work. Now, up to that point, I was, I didn't have any steady work per se. I just had scattered jobs. And my portfolio was just a bunch of random stuff. So I sent him my work, and he actually latched onto one of my portfolio samples, which happened to be a My Little Pony page that I colored. Uh, and he really loved it so much that he put me straight on the kids' titles from that point on. So it was actually a oh, My great. Little Pony page that I colored for my portfolio that got him some kid work. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, and, and you look like you've got quite a bit of work in, as you said, Pink Panther, uh, Casper yeah. for Free Comic Day. That that's really exciting. I'll oh, definitely yeah. be sure to grab that particular book. And then inevitably, when we need a convention, we can uh, I can get you to sign it. <laughs> now, uh, an interesting thing is you're actually from Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, which is only about 40 minutes from where I spend most of my life in Middletown, New York. Uh, you mentioned that there is a convention coming up soon for you there. You want to tell us a little bit about Incredicon? Incredicon. It's actually the second, I think it's the second time, second convention they're holding. The first one was in Poughkeepsie. Now they're holding it in Middletown. It started with, um, I'm sorry, take your time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It started with this guy called Mike Lopez, who does a lot of teaching. Oh. And he wants to create a convention for kids. And basically, he created this convention called Credicon. And the Credicon basically took place at first in the Poughkeepsie Galleria in New York, and it basically took over the entire bottom section of the Poughkeepsie Galleria Mall. So you had artist booths and tables basically lined up throughout the entire mall where they were doing you know, artwork, selling comics, selling artwork and everything. And so from the Galleria now, they're moving to the Middletown Mall in June where they're going to do another convention spread across the entire mall area. Well, that's excellent. Um, I didn't realize this was a show that Mike was running. I actually know Mike very well. Um, when I was living in Middletown, yeah, he, uh, he's a, we had we shared a, a mutual friend, uh, and this is going back years, like before 2000, actually. Uh, we actually got together, and we used to play Star Trek, the custom card game together. <laughs> that, that, that dates us a little bit. Yeah, Mike's a good guy, and we've, we've talked about uh, putting him on the show. I know he was doing uh, all sorts of uh, kid stuff, and he, he kind of travels doing cons. Uh, promoting that yeah. kind of stuff, but I think he's he's a great guy, and he could do definitely yeah. do worse than to be at his conventions. He actually holds together like every month a drink and draw for all the local artists. It's really fun to get together and just chat and you know show artwork to each other. Oh, neat! Well, at the next one, tell him Gene says hi. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, that that's very cool. It's a small world, huh? Yeah. Yep, comic comics can be like that sometimes, though. Uh, they're, they're, you know, weird connections happen all the time, and you're like, oh, I know this guy. Like I said, C.W. Cook is a uh, Facebook friend of mine. Uh, Mike was a friend in real life. And, yeah, it's so funny how these things all come back together. Again, like you worked yeah. with the on the first Nerd Nation um, Presents. Now, I'm trying to remember, how did that come to be? Because I honestly don't remember exactly how we got you on board. I don't remember either. I just remember answering an ad I found somewhere. It's only saying some sample writing work, I think, from a, um, mm-hmm. one of the blog posts I did for my college. I think that was how. Uh, I was going to say was, while I was in college, I worked on the news blog for one of my, um, um, basically, I worked on the news blog for my school. 
I think I oh, maybe I, I sent a simple work to you for that. Sure, that, that's very possible. Um, I know that. Now you mentioned. I know you lettered. You've done coloring. You've done art. Um, and, and I assume you can write. You, you pretty much could put together an entire comic book by yourself if you wanted to. I could, but I'd rather not. I'm not the great artist, and it would take me forever to get the artwork just right. Um, sure. Thinking I know how to do, but I'm not very confident to do a professional job. So I know how to mm-hmm. do the stuff. I just rather showing more professional and more experienced to do it for me. I more the color and things. Sure, I get I get that, but it, it's it's neat to have the the range that you have. Um, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. it, it probably must be very helpful in getting jobs. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, let's see. I don't want to forget anything. I know uh, you mentioned you're doing a uh, signing on Free Comic Book Day. You want to let us know a little bit about where that is? Yep, that's going to be at Alterniverse Hyde Park, New York. Um, basically, it's a little comic book shop off of, um, yeah, Route 9G in Hyde Park, New York. Rockledge okay. Plaza. It's, the shop is owned by this really great guy called Anthony Just, and he's mm-hmm. Always helping me out with my um, promotions and everything. So I really appreciate his work. Sure, absolutely. It's good to when you have a shop that supports what you do, especially locally yeah. for stuff like that. And it's really, really important. I think it's vital, in fact. And that's one of the great things about the community. The comic community is most people want to lift others up. There aren't too many around that want to bring people down. And I, I like that about comics. And from those parts, a tight knit group, even if you don't know the people in, in immediately. But yeah, Free Comic Day is—I'll be honest with you—I I always tell people it's my favorite holiday. I love Free Comic Day. It's—it's it's so exciting for me every single year. And they expanded it to Halloween Fest as well, which is also fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, we're hoping, hoping to have a book ready for Halloween Fest. Of course, it won't be submitted to them, but it's something we want to have locally. Uh, we're doing an anthology called Silent Screams, uh, which is a a complete uh, an anthology with no dialogue, no no caption boxes, nothing, just your story. So we're hoping that works out well. We've got a bunch of submissions for that. And as you guys know, if you go to www.nerdnationradio.com, you can find details on Silent Screams. Not to advertise, advertise myself during your interview, Jeremy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. You're helping me out too. So. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Again, it's that, it's that community thing. Um it's exciting for me. I, I've undergone the journey in the last five years to being confident enough to, to write some of my own stories and, and have them published. And there's nothing better, man. Seeing a, a book, a completed book with your name on it, it's just it, it's a great feeling. I mean, do you still get that every single time you see one of your books? Oh, yes. I mean, it's actually fun with this one in particular because this one has such an interesting story behind its creation because it originally started out as a fan fiction. It was a fan fiction of the manga titles To Love Rue and um, you're, mm-hmm. you're, I can't pronounce this right, Yusurei Yatsura, or Obnoxious Neighbor, um, Obnoxious Alien Lum. Um, <laughs> what happened was there was a complication with this other comic I was selling, and I had a comic convention coming up in a month. So as a result of this other complication, I needed a brand new comic book to sell within one month's time. Because oh, wow. I had a convention clearance coming up. And so I said, oh, no, I have no comic to sell. I just mention in the month because complication arises, the other one I was selling. So as a result, I needed to create something brand new in one month. 
So I basically took this fan fiction I wrote, retooled it as an original property, and made a 12-page mini-comic to sell at this convention all in one month. And the fun thing is, this uh, brand-new comic was really well-received. People loved it. And it did so well that I basically took that mini-comic, expanded it out to 28 pages, you know, fleshed out the characters, improved the storyline and everything. And that basically is how I came up with the first issue of Alien Summer. Wow, that that's an amazing story. I mean, you must have been scrambling that month to get that done. That, oh, that's yeah. incredible. That's a great story. <laughs> and it's fun because if you, I was so frustrated also because I, I, I was at the last minute, on my way to the convention as I'm going to the printers to get this comic book picked up. Basically, it was getting printed the same day as leaving for the for the convention, and I'm so I go to the printer, pick up the comic, and head straight to the convention. I'm in the car. I don't have time to look over the proofs, so I'm in the car driving. I look, pick up a copy, on, you know, while I'm driving. Well, you know, not while I'm driving, but I pick a copy, go through yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Looks good. Oh crap! There's a grammar mistake right there. Oh, like, no. There's another grammar mistake. Like I found like you know two or three different grammar mistakes in the comic. Sure. I was like, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, well, it happens, especially when you're scrambling to put together a book in a month. I mean, you know, things yeah. are bound to happen the first time around. And and you know, yeah. I think that what well, I think we all have problems with the very first book. And what we learn is to to carry on and just not make the same mistake twice. Oh, yeah. You have to make all new yeah. mistakes the second time around. <laughs> On my Indiegogo page, is that I'm actually giving away that original mini comic as part of the um, reward tiers as well. So you can actually own that original grammar mistake one. <laughs> it's good to be hiding that. That's uh. But I think I say mini with air quotations because that was another issue that came up. I told my artist because I was trying. To, I needed an artist to draw it out as I'm doing the other half of the work. So I told the artist the dimensions mm-hmm. I needed. I'm getting the rest of the stuff ready. She gives me the files. This is like a week. I'm like a, about a week to the convention. I don't have any time to fix anything. I get the pages. They're the wrong dimension. I was like, oh, oh no. no. So as a result, the comic turns out to be like a magazine-sized comic book now. So because the cover's oh, the wrong oh, size, geez. the pages don't match the cover inside. So you open up the cover... And the pages are now like letterbox. So it just looks weird when you open it. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it's enough to make most people run away, but uh, it's great that you did not give up and you continued on. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking here uh, at your Indiegogo. Uh, it's neat some of the stuff you're showing, like you're showing a, a page from a Casper thing you did. And I'll tell you, I, it looks really solid to me. I think this is it's neat, for sure. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and your your project Lucha, which uh, I'm definitely interested in in picking up when it comes out. It looks really cool. And again, I, I I like you and I like CW, so I'll definitely be owning a copy of that book as well as Alien Summer. So it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, anime isn't really my thing, but I think I like the story anyway because I like the idea. I like any good sci-fi idea, and this is actually sounds like a good one. Well, I have, and, um, I have a bunch of other stuff aside from anime. Okay, I'm saying I have a bunch of stuff other than sci-fi, um, anime, and manga. There's also video game references. There, there's comic book references in there as well. So there are plenty of other stuff to keep people interested. 
It looks really neat. You know, the vibe I get looking through the pages that you have on preview in the Indiegogo, I get very much a, um, a Steven Universe vibe, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, I was going to just go for the same thing. I was definitely going for a Saturday morning cartoon-type look for the colors and everything with this. Excellent. Yeah, it definitely is it definitely out there. The colors are very um, very inviting. I guess that's the way to put it. And you've got some neat stuff going on. You have the uh, let's see a Tracy Tracy Yardley cover, uh, and that's yep. that's only for a five dollar digital tier. That's not bad. Yep. Doing some really neat tiers at very low prices here. I'm I'm very impressed. Uh, anyone would be well suited to jump on. You can get anything from the comic, digital comics, physical comics. There's a T-shirt uh, that worn by the character in the book. Uh, there's just a lot of great stuff here. Definitely a project worth supporting. Uh, and and again, you have the free comic day appearance coming up. You have Incredicon coming up. Uh, what else on the horizon for Jeremy Con? Well, I also just locked in this morning another convention um, in July called Lock City Anime and Comic Con, which is oh, in cool. uh, New Jersey. Oh no! Nice. I just found out, I just found out about it last week apparently. Um, it's July 27th in the best in its best Western Plus Hotel in North Haven, Connecticut. Sorry, it's in New Jersey, Dan. Uh, North Haven, Connecticut. Right, right. That's very cool. Um, it's it's good to see that area thriving for comics. Um, oh, yeah. there there was a neat comic presence there years ago when I was there, but not much of an indie scene, and that's certainly changed, I guess, since I've left. All right, so. Uh, let me ask you this now. We, we've talked about you as a creator a little bit. Let's talk about you as a fan. Uh, what kind of stuff do you like to read currently? I like reading, I do actually like reading a lot of kids' comics, like My Little Pony comics, Sonic the Hedgehog. I also read stuff like the Ghostbusters series, Mighty W. I love reading. So nice. I do like reading these like kids and family-friendly titles like that. Absolutely. That's fun stuff. I know one of my favorite books is definitely geared towards kids. And that's uh, Super Sons over at DC. is a terrific, terrific series. A lot of fun. See, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I keep getting so uh, enraptured. I'm looking at your Indiegogo, and the more I look, the more I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I'll be sure to share this link on the, um, the interview when it goes up, and uh, I think it's going to be excellent. Uh, is there anything we're missing, uh, anything I didn't say that we need to cover? I can think of. I mean, I do have some stretch goals, which I am hoping to reach, hopefully. <laughs> Like um, actually, oh, I'm cool. working with um, working with this guy overseas to help get the book translated. He's over in Taiwan and he's helping me um sell the book in China. And he's actually translated the Chinese for me already. So, oh wow, that's, that's the, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 a big help for me. He really is. And what's nice is um, one of the covers I have, the ultra cover I have, um. The illustrator I got for her, she actually did the lettering and everything in Japanese. So the plan right now is for the stretch goal is to translate the comic book into Japanese as well. Because we want to give the comic book a real manga-like feel to it. Sure, and absolutely. Then, and that's a great way to get a larger audience. I mean, if you, if you break out there, you could sell a ton of copies. I, I hope it does hit that. I mean, it'd be great to see you... Um, we can be an international superstar. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. But um, I, I hope to I'm gonna try to have you back on the show after you've been successful with your Indiegogo, because I'm sure you're going to be because it's a terrific project. And uh, I'll also be sharing it on our social media uh, 
Well, as of the time this airs, I'll have shared it yesterday. <laughs> so people, you can go take a look at it now on the Nerd Nation, Nerd Nation Facebook page or Nerd Nation Radio Facebook page. Uh, I'll have it on the site along with, with the interview description for, for Jeremy, which will be airing Friday, uh, which for you guys is hopefully today. <laughs> so, um, Jeremy, it was amazing having you on the show. Uh, it, it's a very full circle thing for me, again, because you were there at the beginning for Nerd Nation, and I'm glad that you're you're here again with us now. Thank you very much for having me on, and it was great getting a chance to talk to you like this. Yeah, you too. It's great talking, and we'll do it again very soon. All right, that was an awesome interview. I hope you all go to the to Indiegogo just by Jack hating it and check out um, Alien Summer. Yeah. I, I would definitely say if you're a fan of stuff like um, Steven Universe, um, this has a real feel of that in the art. What's the name uh, of it? Uh, Alien Summer. Alien Summer. Yeah, is they, it just the art that makes you think of Steven Universe, or is it the story, too? Well, the story is kind of neat. If you listen to the interview, it's basically about... Uh, aliens get in that touch with Earth. That would require me to listen to the show. <laughs> yes. Aliens get in touch with Earth, and they start doing an export-import Did Earth say it was okay for them to get in touch? Yes. And so, basically, Earth's best export was their, is their, like, their fiction. Like, their, their TV and movies. Or movies. Right, that's the kind of stuff. And so, this is about a young alien girl who comes to Earth on an exchange program one summer. And all she okay. does of Earth is from pop culture, so she's kind of really annoying. So it's very much like an anime type thing. So it's very much the way that the rest of the world looks at us as America. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess so. Because that's the okay. But you guys, I think you guys might like it. Look at the art. Take a look. You want to know the best alien encounter that I've ever enjoyed for the planet Earth to have with aliens at Disney was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the oh. Galaxy when they just pave us over to make an interstellar <laughs> highway. Right. <laughs> no one will miss them. I'm more of a Mars Attacks fan. Well, that's because Earth. <laughs> Earth to the intergalactic world out there is the is the Indiegogo of planets. <laughs> it's believable. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Welcome to Earth, the backwater version of uh, Kickstarter. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's just jam Indiegogo while it's only interviewed. I'm doing sorry. Campaign. Anyway, we're not bashing his book by any stretch of What's the imagination. What's the name of it again? Alien, Alien Summer. Summer. We're bashing Indiegogo by Jeremy Khan. You had an Indiegogo. I did. Successful. Why? Why not? Because Indiegogo takes money from other people's stolen credit cards. (laughs) 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 Indiegogo, the dark web of crowdsourcing. (laughs) Dark web. God, I hope Jeremy doesn't listen to this part. Jeremy, we're just busting busting jobs. We're not busting his jobs, we're busting Indiegogo's. And anyone who's on it. Gene was on it. Yeah, twice. Alien Summer by Jeremy Kahn. Check it out. Good fun stuff. I might actually back it. Yeah, well, it well, you have to now. I'm going to do it. saying all that. You owe the guy at least that. Yeah. Look at you while the show's still airing right now, in fact. Jack's going to give ten bucks. Uh, five for me, five from him. <laughs> I can't find it on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Christ. I think that's the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the show's we, over. Did we do everything we wanted to do? I think so. We did everything, pretty much. If not, to hell with it. Yeah. <laughs> we're sort of, we're, we're, we're wiped. Before Jack starts insulting, like, our mothers or something. <laughs> <laughs> I already have. <laughs> well, I like, we're like, next week's guest is going to be, and Jack's like, F him! Well, here's Alien Summer right here. There it is, see? Brought it. it up. No problem. Cool little stuff. I like it. Good, uh, sort of an anime style. Yeah, I like that. Well, he it's says it's very, very anime Sailor Moonish. Like, she's got a Sailor Moon wand right there. Oh, well, so there a lot go. of... It's not just Sailor Moon that has a wand. Also, a star from Star Wars. Force I mean, is, 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 uh, are you true. getting an anime vibe from it because it's all in Japanese? 
Is it? That's oh yeah, I see that. Well, I think I think it's intentional. <clears throat> I, I think just by looking at it, you can tell it's intentional. Is it Chinese? Chinese. He okay. mentions uh, having a, a guy who actually um, translated for him to Japanese, but it's also in, in, in English. I would hope so. It's ten dollars <laughs> for the physical tier. That's actually not horribly. Good. That's not bad at all. Ten no, bucks. Physical tier. I like. I prefer physical tier. Nice. I'm not a big digital person. I, I I've I've succumbed to digital. Yeah. Um. If you have the right tablet, digital's okay. Yeah. And the right platform to show it properly on a tablet. But there you go. Yeah. We got anything else? That's about it. Uh, we have to still uh, do tune in. Nerd out. Nerd out. Thanks for listening. Visit us online at nerdnationradio.com. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Grinder at Nerd Nation Radio. So until next time, tune in, nerd out.